0: You are listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree.
1: People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris,
0: this is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy flicks it and then Watson just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia.
2: This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing.
0: Guess I gotta start the show. It's episode 269 we're of the New Utah Podcast. Still just waiting to see if it's going to clunk out on us, but if we're still rolling by now, we should be good. Uh, I don't know. We got a few more seconds probably it's of, gonna, of talky time. I it don't know. is true, though,
1: <laughs> that I don't pay attention when people talk to me unless they say my name.
0: Yeah, that's why I have to yell Brenda sometimes.
1: <laughs> I know, and it makes, oh then
0: I God, get mad. Oh my
1: dog. You
2: dumbass. Dog pulling on the cords again. You're fucking idiot. What'd she do? <laughs> <laughs> Unplugged something. Knocked something over. She tried. She did not. She
1: uh, was not successful, but she was trying to get her bone.
2: Yeah, I got it for her.
1: She likes to put them in weird places, like sometimes she'll put them on the the end table like next to the couch. Yep. Just she like right set now, she's set it on the guest chair. Or sometimes sometimes she'll just come and put it on your lap.
0: It was so important that she had to get it from under my feet amongst cords to put it on the guest chair for our guest when, when he arrives. She's sharing, I guess. Sharing is caring. She wants him to get a, a bone up the butt. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, t- 269 episodes of the New Utah Podcast. 269. We're doing fine. 270 uh, is coming up, and that's not really a mark of any sort. It's just a number. <laughs> <laughs> sorry I It's been. an
1: it's an even number I like even numbers And numbers that are divisible by five It's been a day
0: And it's a weird day Because it's not a day We normally record Because my schedule's all messed up In a couple
2: of weeks So we're having to do some Finagling here Travel We had to change around Quite a few things The next couple of weeks yeah. from- Well
1: then the travel That we changed it for Got changed to a different date Yeah
0: Yeah Sorry That's life sometimes It I is Travel I gotta, Do we set a
2: different date for When I'm in Vegas right Yes, we are
1: recording um, on that Friday before.
2: Despite what people think, this is not our day job. (sighs) This is our hobby. This is our (laughs) hobby that we sacrifice a lot for sometimes. So the day job has to take precedence. So there's, well, that's why Julia is not here because we're. You know, recording
1: again. on a different day. <laughs>
2: but she,
0: yeah, but she, she did decline this as the podcast <laughs> on the, on the schedule. Oh, it was weird. I went
1: like in like there. over and over. Yes, I kept going <laughs> in like, and why going, does this keep why up on my is, schedule? I'm like, why does this keep getting crossed out? And so and put I kept it back getting on. invitations
2: on it. Yeah, I'm I'm coming. Yeah. yeah, I'm coming. Shh, and okay, I'm like, I'm what still- the
1: hell? So finally <laughs> I sent a message to all of you. Okay, who is declining? Well, it's me. Yeah. Can you check which profile you're declining <laughs> that on? Because you keep crossing it out on our calendar. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Oh, happens. whoops. Yeah. That it was happens. funny.
0: So that's people who don't understand what they're doing sometimes.
1: Well, no. Like, I almost texted my doctor from the new Utah podcast thing because we'd switched it over to like hook it up. And when I went in, I was like, that's not the right icon. <laughs> So, yeah I'm sure she was it, in there doing it. something Or looking at something and didn't I just, realize
2: it No, I kept getting the same invite So, well, usually I'll get the invite when something changes So I keep pulling up, well, what changed? Nothing Well, okay, now no, nothing what okay, You're like, what mind.
1: the hell are you doing, Bray? <laughs> nothing I was not doing anything I just was like, why is this crossed out? Reinstate
2: I'm so bummed to
0: buy my garden
1: yeah. Every time I
0: look at it I'm just disappointed I want to just dig it
2: all up And then just cover it with the tarps And no grass grows So like half of our squash in the front It's gone yeah. It's just cooked I mean and I, What can you do? I'm yeah, just going to level it off And yeah Keep yeah. the weeds from going okay. I'm
1: just frustrated The because one on the side All the weeds driveway? keep
2: coming back No The opposite side The front yard The, the big L-shaped yeah. one That's where I put all of my uh, The little green By the trees? The like acorn squash and stuff? Yeah I'm
1: I'm just, like, weeds never take a break from all of this heat.
2: No, the hotter it gets, the more they grow.
1: Like, my roses are just inundated with weeds, and I can't get out there to do anything about them. Luckily, Chris helps me with, like, keeping the trees out of the lilies and stuff. But, like, even my bishop's weed is dying, and, like, it's... It, like, sun, it's hardy, It, it, it and half it, of it's dead.
0: It's, like, it looks like shit. In the it does. The it
1: looks like somebody, like, At least I rolled cl- over it with a bulldozer
2: or something. At least I clear-cut the forest that was in our lily bed last week. <sighs> this no. is, by, I mean, hands down, I know I've said it in years past, but hands down, this is the worst garden It's year really bad. That I've had in... I'm just hopeful, because the potato plants grew, like, fucking
0: gangbusters early, I'm hopeful that there's a buttload of potatoes in there. You should be. Yeah. yeah. So, like, we've... we've pulled up a few potatoes and we got tons of potatoes. I got I to be be honest too. They're all over the fucking garden cuz I've planted Cause them in different them. spots and because you know, I don't want the soil to just be completely drained and like they're just like I miss a potato and fucking three potato plants later yep. on the, in a random spot in the middle of
2: like cucumberville there's a potato. Yep, well you'll pop the tops off. But the potato itself will keep growing. Oh yeah, it stays forever. And then it'll start another shoot and yeah. yeah. Well, so our compost has got like wild potatoes growing out of the compost. Bet. I bet. <laughs> hey, speaking of uh,
0: Wild
1: Potatoes, that should be the name of the episode.
0: Wild speaking of wild potatoes in your compost, uh
2: you got some rat problem updates? So yes. So uh Brighton came over with the the air rifle twenty two. So it is a twenty two, but it's air rifle. <laughs> weird. With night vision on it. So we set up... In fact, it was last week, the night of the podcast. I go back home, uh, and he he got there just after I returned home. He set everything up. We turned off all of the outside lights, because we got some motion sensors and those lights up by the pool. We turned everything off. He set up the night vision camera, and we took out six rats in about 40 minutes. That's awesome. Big ones, too. Yeah, those are big. Because they assume... It's dark, they you can't see him. So what we had done is we'd put out some bread and a couple other things. Just a couple of That's inches. fucking entrapment, dude. That is against the rules. <laughs> <laughs> just a couple inches past the edge of the shed. So they had to like come out. So they'd come out kind of slow, look around, but with that night vision, uh They just light up like fucking oh, Christmas and trees. And it's an infrared so he's got an infrared flashlight that's attached to the so yeah oh yeah you it's like day. it's like a Christmas tree yeah it's like seeing day so I mean they they're they're poking out and you can see them every little bit of and it just plink, just plink headshots everyone just boom 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 well at least we know he's a good marksman so he, he should be seeing us how he he runs the range for the for oh he the, does run the range he does like fucking everything I know well so every like national guard show. unit has a handful of core full timers so he is national guard but it's deceptive because when you think he's national active guard. Here. You think, oh, once a weekend or once a month. No, he's full-time. Because he's he's active duty reserve. He's full-time active active duty duty. So he's on base eh, sometimes seven days a week. Right now, seven days a week because they've got another unit. I told you how they had that unit from England. They've got another. I don't know where this unit's from. But anytime there's a unit there, those units are there 24-7. So that base has to be operated 24-7. So his unit is on 24-7. So he's there. Right now, five and in the morning. Which base is he at? He's at Camp Williams. At Williams, okay. So he's, he's there, there are 24
0: hours. Oh, there. that, that reminds me, I looked up that Sean's whatever, it's Sean something or other, the barbecue place uh-huh.
2: that you were talking about uh-huh. up in Lehigh. Dude, that place looks good. I looked at the pictures. I think dang good. So it's yeah. So it's on Redwood. You go just you go past the base. Yeah, it's by the Smiths over there. Yeah, uh-huh. and, and it's that, in that little strip mall. Oh, yeah, it is good. It looked good. It uh, is really
0: so good. I may be taking a trip there. Maybe. Ooh, that's. I have where a question. Scotty and I should go.
1: I just noticed this in the notes when you were talking about wraps. Why does it say die mother effers? Why are we? Why are we?
0: I didn't fucking write that. I put it. Are you kidding me? I don't write effer. I write
2: <laughs> I fathers. know.
1: It was more of a question directed towards yeah.
2: Jeremy. Let's be honest. Because it was funny. And it got your attention. It did get your attention. See? <laughs> yeah,
1: like 20 minutes into the podcast. That's all right.
2: It still got your attention. At least I know you read the notes at some point. So anyway. Just now. So yes, that is one of his jobs is to run the range. So you know when you see the people shooting... Range sergeant, how come my gun won't fire? He's, He's the one the range that's yelling sergeant. at he has him. The t- anyway. He has to tell him how to fucking operate yeah. guns. Do you know why your sh- your gun's not shooting private? No, sir, how come? Because you're on out of bullets, bullets dumbass.
0: <laughs> I, I bet that happens a lot. Oh, yeah. When you it's get not that fucking hard to, like
2: understand how much ammo you have some of these and look
0: (laughs) once you dry fire it you're like oh it's out of fucking bullets
2: yep if it just goes click it doesn't go bang (laughs) Uh-huh. And I say, it's, that is one of his many positions. And then he also, I know we've talked about, it, but he's also the photographer. So he, yeah. he does all the photography, but it's not like you're doing photography 24 seven. So they have other things that they do, other positions that they do. I know last spring they had him driving Humvees and yeah, uh, it's whatever, because whatever bitch like, work he needs to do, he does. So it's like 20 or 30 of them that run yeah. the whole base. So it's, you kind of do whatever you're told to do. Yep. Whatever, the, <laughs> whatever the CO tells you. Yep. But so. he loves it. So, what's his rank? I haven't ever asked him. Uh, e- Apparently, Jeremy doesn't know. I know he's not quite a sergeant because of that class that they keep screwing him over on. So what? he's still like a he's still like a E two. uh He's not even an actual sergeant yet. Yeah, he's still like a corporal. Mm-hmm. But I think he's doing sergeant work. But it's that dumb class that they keep messing up that's holding him back from actually getting. Dude, that over. sucks. Yeah, and he's been in seven years. No, he can't be an E-2 if he's been in for
0: seven years. There's no fucking way they have a, a dude still an E-2 in seven years. I know he's not a sergeant yet, but I don't know. I'll have to ask him. He's some type of sergeant. He just might not be like a gunnery sergeant. I'm
1: going to text Julia and see if she knows. Yeah. She probably
0: won't know, but she you can ask know. her. Yeah, they live in separate bedrooms. She don't fucking know anything about her boyfriend. You can ask her. They've been together for
2: three years. They still sleep in different bedrooms. Because well, Yeah, because next year Sorry, he's up. Sorry, Julia. That's still weird to me. He's up for a reenlistment next year. So next year will be going into his eight. Is he gonna stick is stick with it? I'm talking think? about it. Go I mean, career. He might as well. It's this whole stupid class thing that keeps screwing him. Thing over. is, if you already put in seven years, you might as well put in the next thirteen and get you down. Retire. Yeah. yeah, That's where. He, that's kind of what he's sad is. I've already put in. Yeah, you put in the time. You might as well retire. Because uh, I mean, because
0: plus, I mean, being in the military that long, a lot of people don't think about this, but you do have
2: really good opportunities coming out of the military oftentimes. Well, the benefits though, like his medical uh, education, that's yeah. all. Like, that's, know that's, that's all why great. he and
1: Julia should get married but and should have better benefits.
0: I'm talking about private sector shit after the fact. Right. Like like you you end up getting so many contacts uh, right. through through the military and through the civilian contracts with the military that a lot of people when they're career military people and they retire, you know, if it's twenty years, if it's thirty years they have cush fucking jobs
2: walking right out of there. that, right. are, that are Well, great. and then every year that he re-enlists, his re-enlist bonus goes up. He gets a huge bonus for it, up. yeah. yeah. It's, I don't know what it's going to be this time, but it's...
1: Specialist? She said his rank is specialist.
2: Yeah, I just want to know his E rank. I don't know. That doesn't... Yeah, because you can be a specialist. You can be all kinds of different yeah. ranks and still be a specialist. Anyway. Let me just... It's army, right? Army. Technically? Yeah. Yep, he's army. Let's see what the
0: army ranks are. I'll specialist. tell you real quick.
1: Because you were Navy, right? Uh, so he's an E3.
0: Uh, wait, no. Private, private first class specialist. Oh, uh, so a specialist is like a weird rank. It's not, I don't even think it's, it's a, oh, it's an E4. Okay, so that makes okay, sense. Okay, so E4. Yeah, that makes more sense. So, like, if he's not even, like, if he's not, cause Sergeant, In the military. So, Corporal is also E-4. So, that's where he's at. But he's like a...
2: So, Sergeant is at E-6. So, I know he doesn't have the Sergeant rank because of the stupid class that he was supposed to go to. And then COVID break out and they canceled it. And then he was supposed to go last year and there was some mess up. And so, he's scheduled for January. So, as soon as he has the class, that's all he's waiting for for his next rank advancement but he can't advance until, until he takes a class. The class. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you were in the you were going to go into the navy, right? Yeah, but
0: the E-value is the same. I
1: know, I'm just saying that's
0: Yeah, naval ranks are a little Why bit
1: why did the why are the ranks different?
2: Different branches and all Yeah, but why? They're based off their, So Navy is based off of the British Navy from mm-hmm. the 16, 17 hundreds. The army is based off of what they established during the civil war. So it's just, it's di- that's stupid. Different branches. You can tell that
1: men created these <laughs> women would never reinvent the wheel. They would be like, Oh look, this yeah. branch already exists. So, so we're just going to name it this.
0: He's a, he's a weird rank cause a specialist is like a E4, but there's also a corporal. that's an E4 in the army. That would be a petty officer, third class in the Navy. Um, when I was gonna enlist in the Navy, I actually would have been paid at an E three, and by the time I got done with my training, I would have been an E five, which is a uh, pretty uh, essentially the same sergeant rank that he's looking for. Right uh, out of my training, uh, and then of course I took the scholarship and
2: went into officer training instead. So yep, that's interesting. Yeah, cool stuff. So I, yeah, I, I don't but know. because it because it's at the National Guard full time, it's it's a weird yeah position. I, that's a lot about but, Brighton We're going to have him on the show it, at some point I too. think
1: it sounds cool Well, I've told you I want to interview him But we just haven't had a chance
2: We'll get him on at some yeah, point we're going to have him on we, He's already said he wants to be on It's just finding a time that works So, anyway yeah, that was a lot about Brighton. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was a good, good opening. Uh, salvo. It's funny that
1: we did that all oh, well, while Chile was it? here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's still hot as hell. We can we can talk about that. And just, I don't want to.
1: I want to disagree with that because last night it got it, cold it got for to, a second. Like,
2: this was the
0: weirdest thing. So last night when that rain hit, it was oh, like sixty three yeah, yeah, degrees, yeah. and so we opened the window. But by the time the guys left, so this we were we were playing um the the Dungeons and Dragons games, uh and. By the time the guys left, the temperature had already climbed back. And this is, like, dark. It was dark outside. No, they leave
1: about 10, 20, 10, 30-ish. It was 77.
0: So
2: it had climbed back up. That's how fucking hot it's been. down on our end of the valley, it cooled off a little bit for that rain, but then it got, like, so muggy. muggy, Just like... Because we... I went outside, and uh, because we thought, well, let's open up the house, but we went outside and was like, no... Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. But we're right up there against the point of the mountain. Yeah. So we get like, in our barbecue,
0: this is a fucking triple digit day of the month right there of the, of the week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, I can't wait for that. (laughs) I will be getting in the pool, I think. Good. It's fucking hot. I got
2: a new pump for it that pumps like five times what the other pump did. Oh, so. nice, nice. I don't think I ever got in this new one, the bigger one. The bigger one with the one Because I think I was in the smaller one. Um, this one, and so this, I mean, it's not a whole lot deeper, but it is probably six inches deeper, oh, and it's bigger because 18 feet. Yeah, I remember you having to dig out the extra, so. Yeah, you wouldn't think three inches all the way around, but good God. Dude, Dallas. I would kill for three inches extra all the way around. It was a lot. Yeah, everybody wants three <laughs> <laughs> You should see the look on Bree's face right now,
0: everyone. Well, joining us this episode is, uh, Jeremy, you should introduce him. You're the one that knows him. Steven Markison. I, I thought worked. he just
1: said it was Marginson.
0: Marginson.
3: Close enough. I'll, My I'll boss be the one calls calls me that. that. I'll be Marginson.
0: <laughs> so I just fucking left out like four letters, dude. <laughs> it makes it more Stephen interesting. It's
3: Margie. like gin, like the yeah. drink, you know? <laughs> well, at least it
2: was Jeremy this time and not me fucking it up. There you go. So I've known him, I've known Steven for, I don't even know, six, seven years, five years, I something like that.
3: Probably close to that, eh? So.
2: Uh, Stephen worked, used to work at the engineer's firm uh, that I work with, uh, and he was actually assigned to be my, I don't know what you would
3: want to call it. Like a client coordinator? So liaison. Coaching. Like Jeremy didn't yeah. need a much Liaison. Managing. So all of my, aunt, yeah, so, yeah. so he,
1: only in his work life and everything else, he needs lots of money. And then
2: learning <laughs> not to yell into the microphone. That's he's right. Really he's excited. So yeah. he managed all of my projects. So all of my projects went through him and then through the engineers. So we got to know each other fairly well, uh, there for a few years. Uh, we should, we should step back though and start at the beginning. Oh, well, yeah. I just at wanted to beginning. introduce him. There you so. go.
3: There's our introduction. Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so what month were you
0: born
3: in? Oh right! You guys do this. (laughs) He's listening to some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. September, December, December. The Christmas baby. The holidays. What part of what part of the month? First part of the month. So the twenty-second. So yeah, Christmas Christmas, baby, baby. or New Year's baby. Right in that, maybe. right in that spacing there. Right, like right when the drinks are flowing and people are happy, like you were So your parents baby. are drinkers, so you might have. Oh, been yeah. mis-
0: you might have been a mistake, is what you're saying.
3: I probably actually, I am a mistake, 110. <laughs> <110%. laughs>
0: well, this is generally how you know you're a mistake as a child. Uh If you have older brothers and sisters that are 10 plus years older, you're probably the mistake.
3: Oh yeah, for sure. In and case. that's like most of my family is. You know, older and then there's like that belt of just like 25 to 30 ish year olds right now. And you know, we're all mistakes, (laughs) but that's like the bond that we have as cousins. (laughs) So, uh, so where were you born? I was born in uh, where was I born? Where was it? Springfield, Massachusetts. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I moved around heaps when I was a kid. Like I was in Springfield. I went to Ohio. I was in Texas. I was in New Hampshire. Rhode Island was, like, the developmental years, you know, like, maybe, like, fifth grade to probably, like, junior year of high school. And then I was in Arizona, and now I'm here in Utah.
0: So, <laughs> why all the moving? I have no idea. Like, My dad you,
3: just got canned and, like, rehired a, a bunch of times, sh- I guess. Just, job, <laughs> like, just yeah.
0: job moving around the country. What'd your dad do for a living?
3: Off oh, to like... Business Grifter. stuff couldn't even tell you.
2: Grifter, <laughs> didn't rifter. you just try and assign That's like that to two our weeks Alaska? In a row.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Your parents were grifters. Because usually, like when people move around that much, it's usually like military. Yeah, exactly. But you're naming a bunch of places that don't really have military bases. No, there isn't.
3: <laughs> in like Grapevine, Texas, just like random places yeah. too. Like uh, is... I don't know. I don't know really how it happened, but so uh, Rhode Island, right? Like developmental years and stuff, and then Arizona, and then I wouldn't be in Utah if it wasn't for that move. So like. Yeah. So w-
0: what brought you to Utah? Was it college that brought you here?
3: Yeah, so I went to the U. I went, I think I got here in 2012, I want to say. And then I think my dad showed me like a uh, like a video of just a rail jam, just like people like snowboarding shit on campus. And without mm-hmm. even stepping foot in the state, like not even looking at the university, I was like, I'm going here. Like this place, it looks rad. <laughs>
0: so did you, did you learn to ski? Because you were up in the Northeast quite a bit. Did you learn to ski and snowboard up there?
3: Yeah, so I think I've been skiing... I think the first time my mom likes to quote was like three years old or something like that. So then I came out here, saw that like rail jam or whatever my dad showed me, and I knew of like Park City from the East Coast, like all the videos coming out of Park City and stuff. So I was like, all right, like we gotta go out there. Like that's obviously where it is. So let,
0: like, let me ask you, how does the snow here compare to the shitty ice in the
3: east? There's no snow on the uh, yeah. on the east coast. <laughs> it's it's, all n- ice, it's right? nothing. Yeah. Racing's good, but like who races? <laughs> <But> <laughs> that's, skiing,
2: that's cross some country skiing. There's cross country
3: skiing. Exactly. <laughs> there's a
2: bunch of that up in uh, up in Summit County. Oh yeah, they do that.
3: Oh yeah, a bunch. But it's actually like unbelievable. Every part of skiing on the west coast, especially in Utah, is Infinitely times better than on the east. It's just warmer. Snows infinitely times better. It's just like the people are better. There's no the
1: peaks like, are better. The,
3: everything about it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Was it? Was it, who makes those shitty ski movies every year? And they're the same movie every single year. What, what oh, is I know what
1: you're talking about because I haven't insured that that film. Some of them.
2: Uh, and I remember when I was at the U like a long time ago. They'd show them at the U, and because we were students, we got in free. And I remember watching them a couple of years, and I'm like this is the same thing. And it's the (laughs) snowboard ski movies. And
1: yeah, I can't think about the name of it, but I do have an insured. And and it's just
2: dudes filming themselves snowboarding. It's yeah, yeah, but there's a main guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Warren Miller. Is it a Warren Miller film? I don't know. Anyway, it's, it, it's the same damn movie every year, <laughs> and like everybody gets all excited because uh, being up to you when I was you know, oh, oh yeah. the new movie's coming out. I
1: think if you're into it, it doesn't look the same.
2: And I'm watching it right. like I don't get it. Dude. Like
1: no, it's, like honestly, like
2: it's like watching surf like I movies. see
1: certain cars and they all kind of like there's a like I can identify some things, but like uh, for me, like it, it's it's kind of just a car. But then you've got the guy that's like, no, that's the six cylinder blah blah blah. You know.
0: That's a fifty seven, not a fifty six, you can tell
2: because the tail light <laughs> <Yeah>. has fucking <laughs> it's that. the little wing tip on it. So, so that it's means that it's a 57. So it's that. little bit
1: videos a little Did
2: you look it up? What is it? Yeah. No, I don't fucking oh, know. of a
3: little
1: bit of a it bit of a little bit just a little
2: so it's, yeah. it's probably
3: one of those that you get that oh, you yeah. saw. If, yeah, one hundred percent. Anyway.
1: <laughs> but if you know it, you look at it and you're like, Oh, that dude's improved from last year or so that's a new guy. Yeah. Or... If you're
3: following it super hard yeah. and you're like really deep in the scene, then like for sure there's so many tiny, like tiny details that like I don't really pick up on it up anymore. But like when I was at the U, that was the big thing. Like Friday night, especially like fall coming around, people are getting like antsy for winter, and we're just like Boozing, go to the ski film. As I was was
0: say, work. we boozed. There was no. Yeah, ski there's film. the
3: only. Yeah, there's the only. That was the, only the dollar theater,
0: at sugar house. Uh, <laughs> that was get drunk and go to the theater. That's I not
1: know. even a dollar theater anymore. I know no, it's
3: not,
0: but that's what we would do. We'd get drunk and go to the dollar theater, or we'd go have a kegger. Hundred dudes and one keg. one keg
3: from uh Evanston, Wyoming. Because you can't buy those here. Yeah, yeah. Well, Chris
1: is kind of he's kind of from Wyoming. He uh, was born in Texas, but he grew up in Wyoming. So
3: yeah.
0: So a kegger in Wyoming is like six actually to seven kegs. kegs up in the mountains. Nice. A party has a keg. <laughs> so when yes. I was younger, kegs
1: weren't yeah. outlawed. Like they were they were legal. Yeah. And my dad actually had taps.
0: Yeah. Like my dad had a kegerator. He had he had a like a freestanding refrigerator that held two kegs and had taps on the side.
1: Yeah, no, my dad just like had the tap that just tapped it, and then he actually took those and converted them to gear shifts.
0: Yeah, my dad made his because that's what that's what you do. Has kegs always been illegal?
3: No, that's
1: what I was just saying. So I've always lived here, and they weren't when I was little. What? But well, I'm that's old. true. I'm the same what age is up as with that.
2: That's so bogus. See, well, back wow. when, back when we were in high school, you could smoke in buildings too. It was still legal. Well, yeah. So they, they put a thin wall of glass between you and Back when we were year.
1: kids, they still no, let you no. govern yourself just a little bit.
2: That's true. So Warren Miller <laughs> died in 2018. So yeah. there will be no more Warren Miller shows. Uh, just so yeah, yeah, yeah But was... I
1: think the genre of it is, is a <laughs> lot. The genre long.
3: Of, so
2: they're of like documentary style and yeah, his boring voice narrates it. And here we see Paul
3: going down the mountain. Like in the early seventies or whenever like he started doing it, I bet it was like crazy, but like nowadays, there's so many different like ski production stuff. It's like... Yeah, all you gotta do is just
0: go to to any ski or skate shop. Like, go up to like uh, Milo Sports. They fucking have them playing 24-7. They got a whole library of them. You can just go grab one. Or YouTube. Yeah. Or YouTube. YouTube. That's where (laughs) all the videos are. (laughs) People fucking hook GoPros up to themselves and just go down the mountain. Yep. (laughs) Yep.
1: There's a little girl on TikTok that's like two and she's like skis and the dad's like, now remember how to stop. It's true.
2: She's super cute. She's actually really good she at it. She probably has a million followers and makes more Cause money. Because she's about, yeah.
1: adorable. Like, there's this little teeny tiny kid just, like, cruising down the mountain.
2: <laughs> How about, like, Britney
0: Spears, though? Kid's going to be a child star, and then dad's going to control the kid's life and get fucking conservatorship. And...
3: Dude, doesn't she have a lawyer now? She can, like, hire her own lawyer or something? She
0: couldn't hire her own lawyer. But now she can. Because he, yeah.
1: he had her money. So, no, yeah.
0: no, 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 no. So she <laughs> could get a lawyer, but he got to choose who the lawyer was. Can you attorney say was. attorney, please? Yeah, because I suck at that other word. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she, she could have an attorney. But she couldn't choose her attorney because she wasn't fit to take care of herself. Right. Quote so unquote. That, that has changed, thankfully. And like the first appeal like went nowhere. The judges were like, no, I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. So now there's like free Britney protests again. Free Britney. They but did she, one here. She wasn't even she wasn't even asking to not have someone be the conservator. She of doesn't want her dad. She banning. just wants her fucking dad out of the picture, which I think is a good idea. Of course. But that probably won't happen. There's a whole bunch of shit there. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, let's get to the meat and potatoes. Nobody
1: cares about Brittany. We I all do.
0: care about Britney. I Brittany care did. about Britney <laughs> Because she can't care take care of Brittany. herself, but she whored herself out on Vegas for like three fucking years with her own residency there. This chick can still perform and can still take care of herself. Britney's uh, killing it. But what... Okay, so what kind of engineering did you go to school for? Because um, engineering is a broad category. Yeah, so I'm of like on the kid.
3: lower... Spect like the, you know, we got a totem pole of engineering and I'm like at the very bottom, you know, civil engineering. And then there's like within civil, I'm sure you guys know it, there's like sub disciplines. So everything from like structures, transportation, water resources, I don't know, just geotech, bunch of stuff. Yeah. So okay. at the U, it's not really a, uh, I don't know, you don't like concentrate really, you just get like a general, Also that you kind of sold me on some bullshit.
0: But (laughs) they sell a lot of people on bullshit. I went there for mechanical engineering and took one course and was like, this is fucking stupid.
3: Yeah. Well I went there for environmental engineering. So I was like, let's do stuff to like combat climate change. And like that was like the motivating factor, right? Especially like getting Mm -hmm. into engineering. Mostly it was like environmental science. I was like, environmental engineering. This seems sweet. Talking to the guidance counselors and stuff, they're like, Yeah, we offer all these cool programs. You can learn about, you know, renewable energies, all this stuff. I was like, Thrilled, eighteen-year-old kid, I was so stoked. And then get into it, I'm like, three years in taking a soils class, I'm like, why am I sitting here right now? This is ridiculous. Yeah, that's how. But at that, that point, you're too deep, right? You can't yeah, really do anything. I mean,
0: that's how it works. Like I went, I took, uh, I was going to do mechanical engineering as a precursor to a master's in nuclear engineering. Oh, sweet. Because they have a nuclear reactor on campus they do. Up at the U, a working nuclear reactor. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. this is a great place to to. And this is dumb me, like not thinking, oh, you should. Go somewhere different, and then get your masters at a different fucking school. Like, no, I'll do it all in the same spot, and I take this mechanical engineering course. And the first course was drawing nuts and bolts, and I'm like, this is the dumbest fucking thing ever. Yeah, sketching them and CAD. Well, no, first on paper, and then in CAD. (laughs) Can't be trusted. And and (laughs) I was really disappointed because. I grew up in a in a uh mining community in a small mining town in Wyoming so we had fuck loads of money for public education for our one high school that serviced like 1200 kids um and so we had when I graduated high school in the late 90s we had our own CAD lab we had our own graphic design lab we had a business lab we had a science lab like computer labs like yeah. I've been using computers since I was in second grade as a like just integral part of my education and this is in like the 80s and 90s And I go to the U and I'm in this engineering course and we go to one of the engineering labs and and the the professors were like, yeah, you're not going to be able to get a computer that can run these CAD programs. And the fucking computers they're running them on in the engineering labs were worse than the shitty library computers of my high school. (laughs) And I'm like, how the fuck are you teaching people to use these programs? They run like shit. There's like four fucking lines on the screen and it takes 20 seconds to do anything. (laughs) Now I know that's just AutoCAD, but...
3: Oh, AutoCAD <laughs> crashes on me every single day of my life. The
0: program is so fucking... <laughs> airy.
1: Chris, is, Chris is Jeremy's IT person, so...
3: Yeah. Yes. Jeremy probably needs an IT person. I yeah. do. He well, definitely
1: does. Well, Jeremy prints, Jeremy prints D&D stuff for Chris, that's and Chris trade-off. does his
3: yeah. IT. The oh, trade-off
0: cool. is I get nice, plotter, plotter-sized <laughs> prints of maps <laughs> so that we can play nice. our nerdy games. So so you, so you I guess you so you get a, a civil engineering degree, right. um, and do you jump right into engineering? engineering? engineering for this firm uh, at that point
3: in New York? That's a great question. So I interned with them and is where I met Jeremy. So I think I jumped on with them like when I was like 21 maybe or something like that. And I was working with them for like about a year and a half, I'd want to say. And then I was just like, you know, it was primarily a structural firm. That really wasn't my interests at the time. So I was like, you know, we're not going to – we're taking – the senior year like off we're not working we're just concentrating strictly on like environmental quote-unquote engineering that the u offered water resource stuff like you know stuff to make the planet a bit greener and so i took like that year off and then graduation's coming along you know loans to pay starting to freak out yeah (laughs) so i think the old boss texted me or something that they needed a hand so i was like yeah i'll just jump right back in um and at the time, when I first joined him, I had, like, raging hair. And then on the second turn around, I, like, tightened it up a little bit. <laughs> so I was just a totally different person, way more respectable. That's why Jeremy and I kind of worked together a bit more. When I had, like, shoulder-length hair, But Kelby wouldn't have uh, given me that at all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy wouldn't have cared.
0: Well, I wouldn't have cared, but, yeah, it's Kelby. Nice. <laughs> so, it, I mean, Jer- so Jeremy asked you on the show, um, not because you're an engineer at the firm. What? I Although I mean, that's cool. You, and that's... <laughs> That's kinda cool, but civil engineering is really fucking boring. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm
1: I'm sure sure I insure a rad. lot of civil engineers. I, I'm and, not saying insurance think it's is cool.
0: boring too, okay? But that It can be cool. <laughs> but civil engineering is not exactly like Mind-blowing no, stuff. Not at all. Um, you know, environmental engineering is not really that mind-blowing either. No. It's it's some of the other shit that you can do in that.
1: Some that of the field. some of the like more specialized stuff it actually gets to be really cool, and you're like, there's somebody that does that. Yeah, basically, environmental engineers
0: work for the big oil companies, so they can mm. lie about shit that they're doing. Is what I got out of. Environmental
1: I well, I think I talked <laughs> about this, but True. I learned that there's actually a degree and a specialty for people that go to like national parks and stuff and look at the roads and decide
0: mm-hmm.
1: like why the cracks are forming and when they need to be replaced. I could do that. And he gets to yep. like live in a trailer and take his wife r- and drive around to national parks and get paid for it.
3: Yep. What? So how do I get that? This pay? is the I'm thing total, about that's he's amazing. He's
1: ready to
0: retire. This is the thing about engineering degrees. <laughs> all engineering somewhat related and honestly your degree doesn't fucking matter once no, you're in the door not at <laughs> like,
3: all absolutely none of it matters and
0: that's that's not just engineering degrees that's every the fucking degree, degree. you in oh, sorry, I can't oh. you and, down some stuff unless <laughs> it's unless it's a a uh, postgraduate degree a masters mm-hmm. or a doctorate of some sort it doesn't matter.
2: Yeah. The degree sure. gets you in the door, you don't yep. know Jack the first day. No. Though. Of course no, not. No. No, no. You
0: don't know Jack the first couple of years. That's <laughs> <laughs>
2: true. <laughs> anyway. So, but what, Jer- I mean, Jeremy, you can, I, I mean, I, I don't know so, the whole story. Yeah. So. so, we'd been working together for, I don't know, a year and a half, two years or yeah. something like that that you'd buy, and, and you had actually told me, hey... Uh, my last day is in like two weeks and I'm like, oh really? What's what's going on? Are you, you going to another firm? He's 419 like, of 2020. Of 2019. it's
3: 2019. 2019.
2: 2019. Okay. like, no, I'm actually uh, selling everything I've got and I'm going to take a trip.
3: And yeah. I'm like, what?
2: So I'll let you take over from there.
3: Yeah, yeah. So I reached out to Jeremy and just like kind of those other clients that I've helped coordinate and I think I don't even know what really sparked it, but yeah, I told Jeremy, I was like, hey, I'm taken off for i don't really know how long and it was kind of a result of just so many different things i thought it was like 25 at the time it was a result of i don't know i've been working for a couple years so i was just like hating what i was doing the work that i was doing was great but it wasn't something that i was like super interested in so combination of you know loathing where i was at professionally uh a relationship that wasn't going anywhere And just like being in Salt Lake and, you know, just Utah. I was here for eight years or something at the time, or maybe seven years before I took off. And I was getting super jaded towards it. I was like, why the hell am I still in Utah? Like, this place sucks. Like, I don't know what is good about this place. So I was just like hating everything about, you know, big existential, not midlife, quarter life crisis. You were having
0: having a midlife crisis really fucking early, dude. Big (laughs) existential crisis.
3: A lot. Where you're
0: at, though, like, age wise, that's not unlike what happens with a lot of people. I mean like you like the Amish- marriages fall apart when
1: you get married too young.
3: Yeah. yeah seriously. You
0: grow so much like we talk about this on the show frequently but like kids when they leave the house like and they go to college and they're out on their own. They change so much in not only the four years that they're in school if they're going to college for, for a bachelor's, mm-hmm. but also just being out beyond that, like you're somewhat like the school is like on rails, right? It's yeah. being on your own, but you still have some rails that you're following. Mm-hmm. And then once school's over, it's like, fuck, you're out in the open. Like you better hope you know how to drive a car in the middle of a fucking field or you're walking.
3: Yeah. And it was like it's <laughs> pretty terrifying, you know? Yeah.
0: And, and for a lot and for a lot of people, that's when they go shit, i got to figure out what I want to do in life. Because I fucking have this degree, but
3: I don't want to do this. Exactly. So that's where I was at. I was just like, why, you know, we're just bulldozing trees, putting up more houses. I was like, this is counterproductive to everything that I was trying to do with whatever this degree was. Kind of useless now. But it was just like a combination of so many different things and obviously I was talking about like, it's kind of funny that Jeremy asked me on this thing because it's called like the New Utah Podcast and it's supposed to be like how dope and awesome Utah is nowadays. (laughs) I'm like, I kind of left because I hated it. But I came back. <laughs> say you're back. You're back. I am back. <laughs> so
0: April of 2019, you you decide. So you decide what? Like a little bit earlier that year, I'm just I'm gonna fucking do it. I'm gonna leave.
3: Yeah. So I think it was it was probably like six months before that. I was just like I I had a conversation with lawyer mom and dad, and I was just like I'm thinking about taking time off. Like I have you know I'm not married. I don't have like any responsibilities, like anything like that as far as like bills to pay, really. And I was like I got bunny in the bank. I'm 25. No kids. Why am I still just like here, just like doing the same boring, monotonous stuff, like 40 hours a week, go over to the weekends, you just get hammered or whatever. And then like wake up Monday morning and do it all over again. (laughs) I was like, This sounds like a life for, like, a 50-year-old dude. Like, why am I doing this right now?
0: Trust me, when you're 50, you won't just get hammered on the weekend. You cannot recover that fast.
3: (laughs) I'm already starting to feel it. Take
0: take it from some older folks. You get hammered on Friday, and you might be ready to go by, like, Tuesday.
3: (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, so it was, like, six months prior, and I started talking, and I was chatting with my dad about this, and he was, like, super supportive of the entire thing. He's like, "Kid, just go. Just fuck off. Just do it. And from there, I was, like, kind of, like... I don't know. Reserved about like telling my folks about it because I was like, you know, I just put five years at school. Like it's going to be kind of like shitty for them. It's pretty bad news. But they were both like, "Yeah, do it. Like take your time. We're I'll not figure it out. We're not giving you any money. But like, you <laughs> know, do what you do. And you I was, can like,
0: store your shit in our shed. I don't. Know.
3: Yeah. So like, I sold everything I owned, and it was like you know, a process for now, like six months. I was saying where you're just like selling stuff off a little bit. little. Yeah. So. A lot of it was just, like, random stuff. And then, um, and then obviously, the bigger stuff came along, like the Subaru Outback, the O2. I sold that thing for $1,200. It's worth, like, maybe three. <laughs> so that, that, like, got me through, like, uh, a couple sweet. months of traveling, which is yeah. sweet.
0: <laughs> what was the last thing you sold before you left? It was the car, wasn't
3: it? I think I sold... I probably sold the car on the 19th of April. Uh, I drove were, straight up to Park City. I,
0: I assume you were, like... Living in an apartment that you were just letting go.
3: So I was with my buddy. So we like, we had a core group of friends and he purchased a house at the time. So I was just renting a room, paying a third of his mortgage. And there was like a weird in between time where like I was taken off and he really couldn't find someone else to scoop in. But it actually worked out super well for both of us because my or my uh, visa going into New Zealand. So it's like a working holiday visa, they call it, and you get like a year or something like that. So. I don't know what it was but it took like three or four months to get to me it usually takes like a week and so i was like all right i guess i can't go so i quit my job didn't have anything was sleeping on this couch didn't have a girlfriend anymore and i was like supposed to be on a plane to new zealand i'm like what is happening right now so i was <laughs> crashing on this couch for literally like three more weeks i was like finally woke up one day i was like you know because you get pretty excited and then like it doesn't pan out really how you were planning. so but you've get quit a little your sad. job you know, and you sold everything. Don't have anything <laughs> yeah, to my yeah, name. Like nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Like, all my bags are, like, in the attic already. I like, was, like, the first week ready. or two,
0: you're like, okay, this is great. And then you're like, fuck, is it going to happen?
3: Yeah, exactly. And I was like, <laughs> man, like, and I started, like, questioning, like, second-guessing everything about it. I was like, should I even do this? Like, this is, like, kind of stupid. I just, like, let go of this great opportunity. Like, why am I doing this right now? Especially, don't have a room. Just on the couch, I was like... You know, everyone's going to work and stuff. I'm like, what? what is going on right now? Why am I still in Utah? Why am I still here? (laughs) So I woke up one morning on the couch just after night. And I think I woke up and I bought a plane ticket to Indonesia that day, leaving for in the morning. I was like, I just got to get the hell out of Salt Lake City. Like, I had the grand plan. It was like going to go perfect. This little hiccup kind of like derailed me a little bit. But... Three well, weeks later, and my self loathing—I was just—we're going.
0: Well, and for—I mean, for a lot of people, they don't understand. Like right now is a totally different f- situation. We'll probably get into some of that, but Americans have a, a, a real capability that most other people in the world don't have, and that's that we don't have to have fucking visas to go most places. We so can go so anywhere. What you're talking about with New Zealand is an interesting thing because you do have to get a, a visa to go to New Zealand for something like that. Yeah, um, but like. You can just buy a fucking plane ticket to Indonesia. Cool. You could buy a plane ticket to India and apply online and get like a fucking tourist mm-hmm. visa in a day. Yeah. And in a lot of countries, you don't even have to
3: do that. You no. just fucking go. Visas on arrivals are like yeah. super big. And like. for American passports. That's yeah. a huge deal. So like if you're young, just go out. Fuck off. Go do something.
0: <laughs> yeah. You can go to <laughs> Europe and travel around Europe. Well, not now. They actually now. changed that. <laughs> the EU not has now. changed those rules now. You do have to have a fucking visa to go to, the, to Europe now. You did not have to before October of last year. But, but they, I know like New
3: Zealand, Australia, like huge places in like Asia do like the visa on arrival or like uh-huh. the like tourist visas, and you literally walk in and get like three months. I wanted the working visa in New Zealand just because I wanted to be there longer than three months yeah. that they were offering, and you know working weird jobs. But still, good. not
0: hard to get. Typically, no. You typically you literally American. just
3: walk in. Um, and for some reason or another, this lo- thing literally took three months to get my working visa. And so, I think it just got lost on the shelf on the paperworks. You bought a plane ticket to Indonesia. Did you get on the plane the next day? I was on the plane the next day. So, you know, we went out to the bars or whatever. And, you know, I had like a, a going away party at the bars and like a, three weeks before I actually left. <laughs> and then I was like, all right, guys, we're going out one more time. <laughs> like I <laughs> promise I'm leaving tomorrow. So I woke up. I think it was like four or something. My flight was like 530 and (laughs) it started like you know it started like hitting like how like real it was Mm -hmm. and i remember looking at my good buddy who i was living with at the time and you know it's kind of like second guessing the whole thing it's like like we're talking like why am i doing this like this is kind of ridiculous like you know i was i had this relationship it was fucking beautiful but i asked my friend i was like hey man real talk like what do you think give me your honest opinion and he was like Dude, just fucking go. Like, once you're sitting, Yeah, he's like, once you're sitting on that plane, all of your troubles will just like flutter away. It won't even be a big deal. Because you won't think about it. Exactly. And there was like a hiccup at the airport because, I don't know, you need like a one-way or a round-trip ticket, and I only had one-ways. So like, you know, Delta was like a big to-do about that. Ended up getting on the flight, and literally the second I sat down, Barrett's voice was just like...
0: <laughs> All of the troubles. I was like
3: amped again. I was like, "All right, now this is why we're doing the things." So, so
0: where in Indonesia did you go? Because Indonesia, if you don't know, go look it up on a fucking map. It's like a million islands. In it's the got Indian like ocean. forty
3: thousand yeah. islands. It's fucking huge. It's, huge. it's massive. It,
0: and there's a lot of people. And sometimes there's a tsunami that wipes out like two hundred thousand people <laughs> on a single island. That Dude, or happen. just
3: like literally levels islands yeah. entirely.
0: And some of the islands are vanishing because of global warming. But that's a whole mm-hmm. other story. So, where did you go in Indonesia?
3: So, I flew into Jakarta, which is the capital. Well, not anymore. They actually changed it. Yeah, they just the changed it. Because Jakarta is going underwater.
0: Yeah, ja- the island, ja- yeah, the island that Jakarta's on is, yeah. is sinking. Be- um, well, it's not sinking. It's just
1: Yeah, the being island overtaken. doesn't sink. There's, the ocean is getting deeper <laughs> yeah, the because the yeah. ocean is
3: covering it. I think it's like it's North or Java or something. And yeah, that's just going under. Yeah, so, they moved so they moved the capital. So, I flew into Jakarta and, you know, beautiful city. But it's just like, you know, big city. Um, especially in Southeast Asia, like there's just a lot going on, so much things coming at you and just like being super tired from the place and everything. So I was there for maybe like a day or so. And then immediately I was like, I got to go to the beach. Like this is the reason why we're here. Like we're drinking pina coladas on the beach. Like we're doing it. And everyone kept talking about like, you know, go to Bali and just like the whole like Instagram influencer type stuff. And I flew over and I went to Lombok, which is just east of it. Yeah, just East of Bali and Lombok was absolutely beautiful. Like I met some of the coolest people that I've ever like had the pleasure of meeting. I met this super rad Indonesian woman. She was like a soap opera actress, (laughs) like in movies and TV shows in Indonesia, gave it all up to do like nonprofit and build like schools for kids. And she was just living at the hostel I was at. And we just like chatted over like, I don't know, some Indonesian food or whatever and, like super late night. i was like you're probably the coolest person i've ever met in my entire life and so from there i was in lombok and there was like three islands off the sides like gilly air gilly T, gilly minnow hung out there did the uh, uh what's the name of that volcano rjani mount Rajani mm-hmm. is like on lombok did that hike unbelievable greatest sunset i think i've ever seen in my entire life and then did this cool like kind of like backpacker cruise thing you know where you're just like hopping around between islands and just like drinking every night. <laughs> and that's kind of like a, it was like a one way trip to another Island, like Flores, I think it was called. And by that, I think I was in Indonesia for like three year, three weeks ish. Um, and then I got the notification that my New Zealand visa was like good. So again, first thing I did book a flight next day, flew out of Bali and I was like, all right, we're finally going to New Zealand. Like this is the reason why I was going We're going to go ski. Like, I was paying for an apartment there when I was in Indonesia, just kind of, like, fucking around, wasting time. And so, like, all my roommates were, like, hitting me up. And they're like, what are you guys, like, what are you doing? I'm like, dude, I'm in Indonesia. They won't let me, like, go to New Zealand yet. But it's cool. I'll be there soon. Don't you worry. And, yeah, finally made it to New Zealand. And where in New Zealand did you go? Oh, everywhere. Uh,
0: Because it's, like. Really two islands, right? Because Auckland's, yeah. like, on one island and then the rest of it, the mountainous parts on another.
3: Yeah. So there's, like, the North and the South Island, and I was in... So I did to go ski, actually, because I think it was, like, 2018-19 winter in Salt Lake was, like, banging. It was so good. So I'm like, all right, we're skiing again. Like, we're we're getting another season. And it was the worst season in New Zealand <laughs> in history. I was like, all right, this sucks. But I was in uh, Wanaka on the South Island for about, like, four months or so, and... You know, I had a couple roommates, actually a few roommates, and they were all super rad people. And then from there, I did the whole, like, kind of lame backpacker thing where you just, like, buy a van, build it out, and, like, just travel around and live in that thing.
2: So I got a few pictures of that. You sent me a couple of pictures. While you're in, yes. while you're in New Zealand.
3: While I was in New Zealand, yeah. yeah you yeah, sent
2: yeah. me a couple pictures of the van yeah, on yeah. one of your trips because somehow we'd... So I Con- s- contacted again. I was like, hey, how's it going? Where are you at? And you sent me a couple pictures. And then I didn't hear anything for quite a while after that. But. Yeah.
3: Well, it was weird because, like, especially at the old firm, you know, these people are, like, awesome. And I wanted to maintain contact as much as I could. So, like, also I would send them pictures every now and then. And, like, the one that Jeremy's speaking of, it was just, like, in this dead shirt, just, like, hanging out, like, laying around by my van. And uh, so I sent them, you know, to the, to the old firm that I was at. And some of the pictures... Got not Mormon appropriate, so I stopped sending pictures <laughs> to them, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't do this. And then, yeah, that, I guess that's where it kind of like fell out. And I was like, all right, maybe it's won't maintain contact. But yeah, I did the van thing, um, and I like built out this van. I had a mountain bike at the time that I bought, and just like it fit perfectly in the van. I would like snuggle up with the bike every night and just wake up because New Zealand has this awesome thing, it's like a, like dispersed camping, free camping kind of thing. Oh, nice, and. But you need, like, a self... I forget what it's called. Like, a self-sufficient certification. I don't know what it is. And you need to have, like, a toilet on board, um, like, a certain amount of gray water Basically storage.
0: to prove that you're not going to fuck up the environment.
3: Yeah, and it's actually shit because New Zealand's actually kind of getting fucked up with this, mostly from backpackers that, like, have kind of a shit environmental ethic and don't really know, like, how to properly dispose of, like, toilet paper. Like, if you got to go take a dump in the woods, like... Actually, there are public restrooms everywhere. But if you got to go take a dump in the woods like, they don't really know what to do or, like, how to take a cat hole and everything. So, like, you can be, like, on this pristine landscape by a river or something, and then there's, like, kind of, like, toilet there's, paper. There's, like, toilet paper. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's actually kind of fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's messed up. Yeah. yeah, so, like, they're trying to do the whole, like, you know, you and need a toilet on board, you need gray water store. How's the, like,
0: how's the weather like there? Because New Zealand's fucking beautiful. Oh, it's unbelievable. Um, <laughs> but where it's at, like, geographically, because it's, like, southeast of Australia, I mean, you're getting close to, like, antarctica essentially yeah like you're you're like similar uh similarly aligned with like you know the the tip of south america basically
3: yeah for sure i think i think it's like four hour flight from like auckland to antarctica oh wow yeah yeah it's it's really not very
0: far away no
3: not at all so the south island is primarily that's where like the ski hills are at they call them like club fields super awesome place and that's kind of like shit weather to be honest it's just cold and like nothing like the desert in utah like it rains a lot i remember i went i was just living in the van i think i was in the van for like two weeks and just didn't leave just because it was just pissing rain hailing especially on like the shoulder seasons there so it's like the southern part of
0: argentina like fucking cold and miserable
3: oh yeah most definitely but once you go up to the north island like especially summertime Unbelievable! Like that's Lord
0: of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, so
3: they have a bunch of Lord of the Rings stuff up there. Um, I'd
0: imagine that's where it was all filmed.
3: Yeah, that's where they filmed a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I didn't even realize but the
0: landscape is just—it's—it's it's crazy.
3: It's big, like warrior type feel, you know, it's like charging some <laughs> charging so, on a horseback or something. So, shit.
0: how long were you there in New Zealand, like in total?
3: Uh, I think I was in New Zealand for. I want to say like nine months, I want to say. So
0: most of 2019 and into 2020. Most of
3: 2019. Yeah, so yeah, I think it was Indonesia for about a month, New Zealand for about, yeah, eight or nine months. Well, it was going to be eight months. So I imagine this is where this is going, but obviously COVID came down. And I think I was going to like the North Island of New Zealand to Vietnam for a little bit, and I was going to actually go like travel around in China, and my flight was... To Wuhan, <laughs> so did you get on that flight? So they canceled my flight, Good. like United or whatever. Cancelled my flight, and I was like reading the. So this is
0: like March,
3: or no, is this before? This is, is this is like October, is, November? Yeah, this is November. When it
0: first come, when it's when we're first getting the images of mm-hmm. this virus out of Wuhan. Yeah,
3: right like pre New Year's for sure, and they just <laughs> like send me an email, and they're like. Hey, some like never mind. <laughs> like, hey, by the way, like we canceled your stuff because whatever. There's this virus going around. I looked at this. I was like, you guys ever heard How of this stupid. thing? Stupid. Like, I was like, this is dumb. Like, i was just gonna go somewhere else. Like, stupid. I don't care about this. So, immediately bought a flight back to where was I going? Vietnam. Okay. And I was. I think I ended up taking off
0: because Wuhan's like in the dead center of China,
3: isn't it? Yeah. So. I mean that was like the jumping off point kind of, and obviously it didn't make it to Wuhan, unfortunately, but I've always wanted to get
0: <laughs> well, maybe fortunately, because <laughs> let me tell you, it wasn't a fucking animal, I don't believe.
3: <laughs> but I think so I was on the north island of Indone- er, excuse me, uh, New Zealand when you know the flight got cancelled, and then like I got a new one like a month later, and then like within that month, that's when things started to get like a bit more hairy, you know. So, like, we had a great understanding of, like, what was going on, what was all the stuff, like, the severity of it and everything. And I called my dad and mom again just to get their opinion.
1: And where are they? Are they here?
3: They're in – they actually just retired. They're in South Carolina now.
1: Where were they when you called them? Like, Weren't they in Arizona? I
3: think they were probably in Arizona. So okay. we talked, they yeah. were still in Arizona. Yeah, they were still in Arizona. So, they were livid. So I was living just in a van for whatever, eight months. And I was like, not a care in the world who whatever. Right. Totally going with the flow. So I'm like the sickness, like, I don't care about this. I'll do something about it. It's going to be fine. Like, no worries. And my parents are just like, not uh, no, supportive of going to see. Vietnam at all. No, they're like, <laughs> don't go to Asia. Too. They're like, what are you doing? <laughs> this is stupid. <laughs> like freaking out. And uh, so I went <laughs> and, but like, Kind of what gave me comfort was especially going to Vietnam because they really had their stuff together. Like, they had their stuff dialed, especially yeah, like, the w- early stuff.
0: W- what part of Vietnam did you go to? Because Vietnam is a pretty long country.
3: Yeah, I was in – so I started – well, the plan was to go south to north.
0: So starting like Ho Chi Minh or something.
3: Yeah, so I flew into Ho Chi Minh um, and then went like down to like the Mekong Delta area and then like kind of just worked your way up the coast a little bit. And I think I was in central Vietnam – around march time uh, and then that's when the whole damn world shut down dude, it was weird so like it was kind of it was strange too because being in vietnam everyone's super like the first week i was there everyone was like super welcoming super kind awesome right just like hanging out with the locals no big deal um and like they were wearing masks and stuff but that's kind of like the culture in asia yeah it's normal there yeah so it was like all right whatever so Then the last week that I was in Vietnam, it was, like, hostile, like, kind of aggressive, especially towards, like, white backpackers, you know? Because I think, like, a couple days before I ended up taking off, there was a flight from the UK, and I had, like, 35 infected people. So, like, every day you wake up, and there was just, like, Sapa shut down, like, Cap Island shut down, like, the all these, like, motorbike loops, they're all, like, shut down, like, people are going to quarantine, and it was just, like... You know, this probably isn't the best time Yeah. So like. Well, you don't want to be quarantined in Vietnam. (laughs) No, not at all. Not at all.
2: And
1: I was worried about Cassie getting stuck in California.
2: (laughs) So.
0: I mean, L.A. was pretty fucking bad. Well, yeah. Both of my girls
1: decided to spring break in California is all. And I'm like, girls, they're going to shut down California. Spring break in
0: March. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, they're going to shut down California any second. You maybe want to come back. And they're like, it's fine and literally i think that <laughs> like
2: the one of them was back, back like right.
1: like two days and That's they shut it they down started ticketing and like, people for i told you the state. yeah <laughs> i'm like i told you i told you you needed to come back
3: but yeah i mean i felt like it was weird too because like i was getting everything from the news and like my parents would call me just still freaking out about the whole thing but like i would have been freaking out oh yeah my mom was not thrilled about it so but it was weird especially because like being there it didn't really seem like anything that was really different Until, like, that last week I was there. Then I woke up. The hostel next to me had, like, two cases or whatever. So I, like, woke up Uh and, like, super early to just, like, heaps of ambulances, people in, like, full hazmat suits, like, quarantining this hostel. And I was like, all right, I got to get the hell out of here. And then, like, that day I flew into, like, Huey or whatever and then, like, Japan and back home. Well, back to South Carolina.
0: So you flew – so you went from Japan or Vietnam to Japan just to catch a flight back to America?
3: Yeah. So yeah, I mean.
0: So when did you get back into the states? Probably like
3: mid to end of March, I'd want to say.
0: Okay, so you flew back before like all the air travel and shit mm-hmm. got shut down everywhere. So I kind of barely too. made yeah, it. You barely, yeah, made exactly.
3: It. Well, I met a really good friend of mine in New Zealand that was traveling in, you know, around Southeast Asia at the same time, and she was in Thailand at the time, and I texted her. I was like, "Yo, I'm getting out of here, like." you know do what you do i guess like we're not going to meet in because we had plans to meet up and whatever and she's like no i think i'm gonna hang around like i'm on this super cool like island or like the super cool bay area like people are mellow it's not even a big deal so i got back and it was cake for me right like you don't have to wear a mask or anything on the plane and like customs were super easy no one grilled me you and didn't have to go into quarantine for nothing like that because that
0: was that was like
3: right on the cusp.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that was like because I remember Literally just before it, I was supposed to go to Hims in March of last year. And mm-hmm. Hims, if, for those of you that don't know, it's the the big health information health management in, something something. It's it's the big healthcare IT uh, conference, like. Right. 40,000 healthcare IT professionals, physicians,
2: heads of hospitals, Wasn't heads of- was the president supposed to be there? Yeah. Heads of, like, uh, Trump.
0: Yeah, Trump was really? going to speak. Like, th- this is a huge conference. It's like 40,000 plus attendees, plus all the vendors, which are also attendees usually. Uh, it's a really big conference. And leading up to it, there was a bunch of back and forth uh, from the conference to everyone. Like, are we going to have it? Are we not going to have it? And up until the week of. So yep. the conference really? started on a Sunday- On Friday, they said, we're not doing it because the week prior... All of the really big vendors were pulling out, and all of the really big hospital systems were pulling out. They're so like, like, we can't send our doctors to Yeah, for real. AT&T, like, Stryker, GE, they were all like, no, we're not going to send anyone. We're not going to build our booth. And all the big hospital systems were like, we'll send a PA. We're not sending any of our physicians, because it's a healthcare conference. Like, you don't want all those people. And so on Friday, they send a message out to everyone Conference is canceled. We'll work on dealing with, like, the hotel refunds in the blocks and blah, blah, blah. And that's when the airlines got hit with, like, Mm -hmm. oh, everyone's flights are getting canceled because of COVID. Mm -hmm.
3: And, yeah, like, you had to, like, shut down. I know, like, it was, like, a week after I got back. Then I was sitting on the news just, like, lines for, like, hours and hours and hours through customs because they were just, like, grilling people super hard. Like, where you been? What are you doing? I, like, my customs agent, granted, they're, like, not super kind, But anytime I come back to America, but like they were pretty mellow. Like, if you travel, yeah, I was just like, yeah, I was like, hey, I was in New Zealand and I just got back from Vietnam. And they're like, all right, cool, whatever. (laughs) I was like, literally a week later, I mean, because like
0: then, right then, like in March, so if you go back to what happened, you know, in October, when we first started getting news of the coronavirus, the news was very sketchy. It was only basically what China was giving us, which. I equate the coronavirus outbreak to, um, Chernobyl in a lot of sense. So you have a a similar state. We have a very government controlled, uh, everything. It's a communist state in China. Uh, and you, you know, with Chernobyl, the fucking Russians denied that Chernobyl was going on. It's
1: just snow, people. It's not ash.
0: (laughs) Well, it wasn't, I mean, it was a couple months before the European agencies next door in other countries were like, no, there, something crazy happened and Russia finally had to admit. Yeah, it melted down. Hmm. They didn't talk about how severe it was. Like that stuff's all come out over the, you know, the many years since then. But I think it was maybe a, a similar situation. This thing comes out and China doesn't want to admit how fucking bad it really is. And I think what really triggered people was, I want to say it was in December, the images came out of them building the field hospital where they had like fuck! I don't know. I was like a hundred cranes, yeah, working at the same time to put up this temporary field like hospital. Twenty-four-seven, like cranking. Yeah, them I, out. They built it in a fucking week or a week and a half or something like that.
1: You don't build that. For something minor.
0: Yeah. I mean, and of course it's China. Like, there's no way the U.S. could have fucking done something like that, that No, fast.
1: because they but, just tell people, this is what you're going to do. But
0: but in in China, you know, I think that was what really triggered people. And they're like, okay, this is actually serious. Regardless of what fucking numbers they're giving us, mm-hmm. clearly there's a problem here, right? And so that's when everyone starts to kind of like, oh, but we didn't have any cases outside well, the of China. Well,
1: the thing is, is we, we're also in the middle of a flu season. Yeah. So... You know.
0: Well, we didn't have, we didn't know what we were looking for necessarily, and we didn't have any cases outside of China yet. And then Italy got hit. Mm-hmm. And, and for people that don't know, Italy is full of Chinese people. Like, uh, it, Italy has a really big Chinese immigrant population. And so, uh, that's probably how Italy got hit so hard. So they were the first, like, other industrialized nation that actually, you know, gives a shit about telling people that got hit really hard and that's why like their hospitals were so overrun like they literally made people stay in their houses because their hospitals they didn't have places to put people and this brought italy
2: to its knees
0: yeah i mean this is like february march and i think that's when the whole world went holy fuck this is serious this is like crazy pandemic level bullshit that we really need to pay attention to that like we got to figure this out, and that's when they start grilling people. Like, where have you been? Yeah, have you been in contact with people? Like,
3: well, the, like, I mean, yeah, around the same time, whatever March or so. That's when you know the beginning of Vietnam was unbelievable. But like I was saying, that at the end, that's when locals would like grill at you, like yell at you to chuck your masks on, or just like you know, there was like a lot of kind of hostility and just like not hatred, but lack of a better word, you know. And I just like decided myself, I was like, this is probably not the best time to like travel <laughs> and like. Not even for COVID or anything, but just like everywhere else I've been, all the locals are pretty amazing people. Like everyone's super kind, super nice. Like no one really is like out here. Well, you know, I have a different perspective, but no one was ever like trying to take advantage of me or anything like that. And the last whatever week or so I was there, it was just like a lot of aggression. Like it's like this probably is just going to give me a jaded view Fear. of Vietnam. Like yeah. I'm just going to leave. Like I wanted to go into northern, northern Vietnam, check out the mountains and everything, but I was like. I can just come back. Like, Some other time. Yeah, like this is probably not it's a little bit Little did you taste. know. Yeah. I know, right? I'm trying to get out still. So, so you came back, uh and But you mentioned your friend. So did she get So oh yeah, my friend. She ended up coming back, so I so I was with my folks and maybe like a couple weeks later, a few weeks later, she texted me that like Thailand was getting pretty like blown up and, you know, the little oasis that she was in got hit. And, like, people were starting to freak out, kind of similar experience, like, kind of aggression towards white backpackers. And she was like, all right, yeah, I'm kind of – I'm out. And it ended up taking her, like, you know, like, two days of travel with, like, all the layovers and everything that she had to go. And she was in customs for, like, five hours, I want to say. Wow. And then she had to quarantine –
0: well, the thing is, like, when you're in customs for five hours, you're not just sitting in a room by yourself.
3: You're standing in line. You're
0: standing in line with fucking 300 of your closest friends yeah. that's growing bigger <laughs> and it's real close to each other yeah. while they grill you about where you've been.
3: Perfect super spreader event. <laughs> After
0: sitting on a fucking airplane for God knows how long right? with all those people with recirculated air. Yeah.
3: And there was a lot of... It was actually interesting, too, especially, like, hearing the kind of, like, backpacker mentality behind it, because we were all just like... This is not going to be a thing. It's going to blow over. Media is hyping it up, blah blah blah. And another one of my friends that so New Zealand actually did a super awesome thing where they extended everyone's visa like a year, and then I think another year. So I still have buddies that I met, you know, from Canada that are still there on their like one year visa, two or three years later. And I think one of my fr- I was texting my one of my friends who's German, and she was saying that around the same time she took off from New Zealand when I left from Vietnam. And she, I guess the German military like sent these like military planes and evac like 35,000 Germans out like back home. And
1: they're like, Nope, you're not here anymore.
3: Yeah. And she was like, all right, that's when I knew it was like getting serious. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean
1: like, well, and and here in
0: the States, like I've told the story, I have a guy that was working for us from India, uh, Sanjeet. And we were in the process of renewing his visa when all this started happening. And we had to, basically he had to go back to the consulate in India to get a visa. So he was planning a trip to just go back and visit. Well, and as COVID started to happen, India shut its air down. It yeah. shut everything down. You could not get in the country. Even goods could not get into the country. They completely locked it down. And there were a whole bunch of people just like Sanjeet that were stuck here in the U S so because they couldn't, they weren't
1: authorized to be here or work here. So yeah,
0: so Sanjeet's work visa expires. Now, if, really? if you work on an expired visa, and they you find out, which they would really? because he's already in the middle of applying, you get blocked from entry to the country for 10 years. Really? So basically he wouldn't have been able to come back. So he's like, I can't work. I don't want to risk it. And okay. Whoa. Totally get that. We're, we're not going to risk it. We're trying to figure out a way to pay him, like even through an Indian company that mm-hmm. we work with. Like no one wanted to touch it because you get in a lot of trouble with immigration if you do that, if you're moving people back and forth. So he sat here without a job. He had sold all his shit, gave up his apartment, had to find a place downtown and lived. And he has a family. Yeah, a oh, wife and a kid. And he had to live for like a month and a half with basically nothing, two months with nothing, no job. Like he was doing a little bit of stuff for me, but I was like, I can't have you do anything, dude. Like you just like, I'll, like we uh, were giving him like gift cards for food because we oh don't want to give him cash. Um, not that he didn't have money, but like, we just felt bad. Like, yeah. we couldn't do anything for him. So he finally got back to India, but he's been stuck there. He's all approved through the U.S. for over a year. He's been stuck there because every time he gets an appointment with the consulate, they fucking shut it back down because of the <laughs> spikes that are happening in India. So, yeah, I mean, this is like. So that's where he's well, back he, right now, he said? Yeah, it? but yeah. he's, he's, back he's in India?
1: luckily he's been working he with them through a works, contract. He works through, through my com- okay.
0: My company I work with through India. He works for us still, but he's, we're still trying to get him back because mm-hmm. we love the guy. He's great, but.
1: He's funny. Damn. Yeah, he's, he, so Chris does like team building stuff and he, and we did this, this like Lego thing where Chris and I put together like a Lego project uh-huh. and one person looked at it and then told the other person how to build it and you had like extra pieces. Whoa. And oh, that was, that was really hard for him, but it, it like brings it teaches you communication the, Like, mm-hmm. there's a communication breakdown and why sometimes y- you tell someone something and you get it back and you're like,
3: what?
1: Why did you I make guess. a circle? Like, I very explicitly told you to make a square. Uh, it was really kind of cool. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Uh, nice guy. Like yeah. That's totally, super cool. Yeah. But, co-
0: but COVID has just fucked tons of people in uh, that yeah. regard. So, you got back at the right time. I I thought the way Jeremy presented it, like, you got stuck somewhere for like the last year, because of COVID. I wish, Good. dude. So I was <laughs> New Zealand. Yeah, so, that would have uh, been cool. Yeah, well, you would have lo-
3: You would have had your ass locked down in New Zealand because they yeah, shut but, their borders down but that hard. They shut really it down, cool. but that would have been am- so. They quarantined for like two weeks, and everyone in New Zealand's super awesome. Yeah, you know, like, but they quarantine, quarantine. It wasn't
0: like no. Uh, yeah, they they said, like, go to the. It was like if store. you break your leg, yeah. you yeah. can yeah. leave.
3: But yeah. like everyone, I think there's more people in Auckland than There is on the entire South Island, and South Island's like twice the size of the North. And so there's just no one there. There's just a bunch of sheep, you know, so you don't really have to worry about a whole lot. So people are like, oh, you need to like lock down for two weeks and people are like, hell yeah, like, let's do it. Like, I don't have to see anyone for two weeks and they were stoked on it. Yeah. Like, oh, we'll go to the grocery store once. Yeah. We're done. And Kiwis are like, I don't know, like Kiwis are probably like the coolest people that I've met because everyone's just like your best friend that you really haven't met yet. And like, no matter who you are, there's like, I don't know, when I was like working like landscape jobs, just like get money or whatever. And I was working on these like massive, like multi-million dollar houses and like owners would come out and like drink a beer with me at the end of the day. Like it was super casual. So like, I know during like when Christchurch happened, um, that was also like when people were like giving up their ARs and everything. Mm -hmm. And every Kiwi was like, yeah, here, like take it. Like, Oh, this is making everyone safer here. And I was, and I was asking my boss and like, you know, friends about it. I was like, so like, what's the deal with that? And they're like, what do you mean? Like, that's what we do. Like it, and they were like the had no better, concept, yeah. yeah, absolutely zero concept of like all the bullshit that we we're, we would have to deal with. They also
0: don't have more guns than people.
3: Exactly, that's a problem. So that's pro- yeah. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to say give up all your guns when like there's 330 million people here. There's probably 400 million plus guns in yeah, this country. Exactly. like in private citizens' hands. <laughs> uh, so so you got back to the U.S. Uh, you said South Carolina with your your parents, I assume. Um, What'd you do after that? Like, how how did you get back to Utah? Like, what are you doing now? Dude,
3: I lived with... I don't know if you guys have lived with your folks after moving out. Nope.
1: <laughs> uh, I did for, like... A week with my mom Before yeah, we moved into go. this house And
3: mm, It's not fun
1: <laughs> No my kids won't move out Like Jeremy's kids are like Constantly at his house And my kids are like We love you And we'll, we'll come, come visit, visit for you dinners. For holidays Like my daughter's gonna Come over tonight Cause his birthday's this weekend Cause we're celebrating it tomorrow mm-hmm. And she's like I'll stay the night Yeah then I don't have to like you know, whatever. Drive cause... from the U.
3: <laughs> well, it's, <laughs> right. it's even in Jeremy's case too. Like, if your kids are just coming to visit or like hang around, it's totally. It's totally but it's different. like
1: every
0: totally day. Totally different. But it's but totally it's like different because if you but move back in, live, live. yeah, no. and yeah, the girls exactly. hated it
3: when they came back
0: for summer because like we have in fact. A couple of rules here which is basically like during the week don't have fucking wake us up some yeah. regular hours don't wake the dogs us up are we, gonna still, bark. we
1: work like <laughs> we get up at 4 30 so Jesus.
0: yeah and also you have to deal with the fact that we get up early in the morning so the we're gonna get up
1: and we're gonna i mean we're not n- super noisy but at the same time like we're showering yeah, we're yeah, making exactly. breakfast let at your
3: parents house so you move back yeah, in exactly oh. except i'm like the opposite i'm like y'all waking up early going to bed early my parents are on like the 20 year old scene yeah, where like they're, they're like drinking and like playing music till the wee hours of the morning and like, I'm over here up. like pillow over my head
0: that was the weirdest fucking thing so I went to visit my grandma in Texas I know, this was like 10 years ago maybe it was more than that because it was before I met you uh, I went to go visit home and she stays up until like 2 my in the mom, morning Jesus. my
1: mom is mixed and, up like, my mom she gets a, her day and night she was
0: up. religiously up before 5 every day when I was a little kid that I would, would get up with her she would have a cup of coffee, make me a cup of hot chocolate. I'd sit with her while she was having her coffee before she go to work. She was a meat cutter all her life, and Damn. and and then I'd go to bed when she left. And then I go visit her, and she wakes up at like eleven in the afternoon. She fucking stays up until two in the morning. I'm like, what so, the
1: hell happened? So I think what happens when you retire. This is my this is my theory. As a mom and and the daughter of a retiree, is babies get their their night, days and nights mixed up when they're first born because. When you, when women are walking around during the day, they're kind of sloshing around, they get rocked to sleep. And so at night, when they're still, that's when babies wake up. So when they're born, that's why most babies are born with their days and nights mixed up. And you have to kind of straight, slowly straighten them out. Well, what happened, and it happens to teenagers, I've noticed. And it happens to retirees is you start staying up later and later, which means you start waking up later and later, which means you start staying up later and later. So my mom gets that way and she'll lose days because she will end up staying up until like six in the morning, like fucking around on the computer. (laughs) Then she'll go to sleep and she'll sleep for like eight hours which means she'll now wake up like she's
3: 11 like a teenager you, yeah. you know
1: and so now she's waking up at, you know most like of the, to the and day, the <laughs> and she's just starting things which means now she can stay up even later <laughs> right and so it, it you know i start getting like weird texts and stuff at like three o'clock in the morning because it's like the middle of the afternoon for her <laughs> so i have to like would have to regularly be like you need to like reset your clock mom like
3: you're you're way just need to way stay up off. for 24 hours and go to bed or, at 10pm
1: or, yeah, or like take a little nap so that you can
0: so living with your parents is not a
3: dude it's it was rough man I mean it was fine like I was super appreciative like it was cause I literally had nothing yeah, right? you know I mean. absolutely jack shit like I didn't have any money to my name cause I spent it all I didn't really work all that much when I was traveling spent all my money like well then
0: you bought expensive last minute tickets back
3: to the US exactly so like that was like <laughs> over a couple grand or something just like bouncing around and so they were kind enough just like you know put me up for a couple months especially during quarantine because like i really left they gave me a call and they were like you know still freaking out so i was like all right covid's next door well, things are we're shut gonna... down
1: you're not finding a job exactly
3: like, the government's paying
0: people to not look for jobs
3: exactly except
0: for not you, and because you st- haven't worked in a year i got now. the stimulus jacket i was like oh
1: thank god oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah this. but no unemployment because you quit all your job and right. you hadn't been working for a couple years and mom, so.
3: yeah and they were like dude just do unemployment i was like i haven't been working like i can't just like you can't file for i was it. like no way they would allow that like hell no no
0: no state will let you file if you haven't been working
3: yeah yet. But I mean, it was like they're so I don't know if I mentioned, but they're retired. So they went to South Carolina and they did the whole like, you know, golf course community type thing, Mm -hmm. like big golfers and like. So I was like golfing a bunch with my folks and my mom, and like just so like the Golden Girls. Yeah, it was actually just
1: more extended vacation. Yeah,
3: so like when I wasn't feeling like a like fourteen year old child, right? I was going golfing, which was pretty good.
1: So then you are like a sixty four year old man.
3: Yeah, exactly. I was just bouncing between the absolute extremes, which is what
1: I just said: teenagers <laughs> and old people. They're the same.
3: <laughs> so yeah, I mean, so I was with there, and we were like on Hilton Head, um, if big retirement community, uh-huh. and I think so. I was with them for like. Three months, maybe, I want to say. And then that's when I just woke up one day. Kind of like similar thing where I was like, before I left, kind of like got complacent, you know? I was like, same thing happened when I was in South Carolina. Getting complacent, kind of looking for jobs. Figured that's kind of the path that I need to get back down. Money, need all this stuff. And then I woke up. I was like, I need to get the hell out of South Carolina. Like, this is insane. Like, I got to go. So, like, financed a truck or whatever and just drove out here. And because I was like, maybe we should drive instead of fly, all this stuff. I was like, I have no plan. I'm just getting to Utah. I don't care. Like, I got that couch. I know like, my buddy will put me up. I got a <laughs> lot of contacts. Like, this has been home for eight years. Like, I'm going to Utah. This is what we're doing. And the drive out was unbelievable. You know, stopped in a lot of places. And, you know, like, Nashville was beautiful, but, like, covid so kind of different. And finally got out here. It was... I drove in on, like, Sunday, right? I set up an interview for the firm I'm at now, got in on Sunday, crashed on the couch, woke up in the morning, took a shower, and within 12 hours or whatever, I was in a suit ready for this interview after not wearing shoes for three months. And I'm like, <laughs> what is... And I was just looking at myself in the mirror. I was like, I could just go. I could just leave again. I, what am I doing? <laughs> like, I got to get out of here. And But no, like, ended up obviously getting the, getting the gig and everything. And I've been in Utah about a year now. I think it's almost to the day, actually.
0: So are you, like, now that you've had that experience and you're, you know, you're back to doing an engineering job, like, has your outlook changed at all? Like, is what you want to do more in sight? Do you have a, you know, a a goal to get somewhere there now? I think,
3: oof, I don't know.
0: Were you just more at peace with what you're doing?
3: I think that's probably it. So the whole, like, existential crisis a couple years ago, like, that feeling I'm not really ever going to lose, and especially, like picking up that kind of travel bug so before i took off i was in uh thailand a couple times in cambodia and just like you know outskirts um so that kind of like you know travel bugs really not going anywhere but i think like the direction that i'd like to be taken kind of like my life is incorporating a lot of travel and just like meeting people that way so if i could like somehow do a professional ass job while I'm, like, actively, like, out and about, you know, then that'd be ideal for me. It's a hell of a way to support that kind of lifestyle. <sighs> yeah. So, I need a van. I need...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag van life. Right? I, just
3: like every influencer. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I really have, like... So, like, people, like, go on these things, and I was... When I was, like, trying to fluff my resume up a little bit, it was like, why do people go on Gap years? Blah, blah, blah. And it was all these, like... Good reasons and like all the stuff that you're supposed to learn and like how like connected you're supposed to be with yourself and like find your identity and all this, you know, bogus bullshit, stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I was reading it. I was like, yeah, you know, like thinking I was identifying with that stuff. And now like I'm a year into it. I'm kind of the same person, you know, like there's not really much of a difference between like 25 year old me and like two years later me. So, but the only thing that's like really changed is kind of like I just love meeting new people. And, like, that's now huge. So now that's what I, like, really want my life to be, like, revolved around and, like, listen to stories because, like, everyone's super dope. And I kind of, like, learned that. But when I was, you know, before leaving, I had kind of, like, a jaded idea of, like, people... I feel like you need
1: to work for a non... A not-for-profit company of some sort.
3: That'd be dope. You like, could do some like, environmental I feel stuff. like they
1: really, like, get out there. They're with the community. They're talking to people.
3: So yeah. if I could incorporate, like, so if I could go to, like, Cameroon or something and like Design a well or whatever and live in a Village just get involved with those those
1: Places that send people you know to go Build shit and then
3: just go To yeah. those places <laughs> like uh like The doctors without or engineers yeah without like Like
1: my former sister-in-law Went somewhere after she Graduated and then um my Former I mean I guess she's still My niece because her her Mom's the only one that still talks to me but Um she went and did something similar, and so like there's all of those places that could right. use an you know yeah, an engineer, the and then you could just be it. like, I just need to go out there and look at the soil real quick.
3: Yeah, I just need to go hang around and get lost in the woods that for a couple classes. weeks. <laughs> <laughs> or you could I don't just get, did, that, you could
1: get that job that that engineer does, where he just goes and looks at asphalt and is like, Yeah, this needs to be replaced, and then this needs to be shored up because this is the reason why it's <laughs> cracking. And
3: that's a crack you can tell by the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> so.
0: I got one more question for you, Stephen. Please. Uh, what is the most interesting or unique thing that you've discovered about Utah since you know you spent quite a bit of time here?
3: Ooh. So, Should be
1: prepared. You've listened to some. You've,
3: right? you've been you're well traveled, and, and I completely forgot this question. So, so I don't know. Everyone really comes out to Utah, at least if you're not Mormon, you come out to Utah for like the skiing or the snowboarding or the outdoor wreck and. You know, just outside the desert or whatever it is, and that's definitely like the reason why I came out here. And I remember driving down 80 when I was first getting back on that Sunday. I just kind of had like a sigh of relief, like seeing the ochres. I was like, "Like I'm home, hell yes! Like this is amazing." But now that I
1: like I'm, it that you mentioned the ochres.
3: Well, you're driving. Into Salt I know, Lake of but 80. I mean it's yeah. just, Obviously the Wasatch Front is way more beautiful.
1: People just don't talk about our mountains. I no. mean, people don't think about the fact that right now you're sitting on a bench, just well, not the most popular bench.
3: Yeah, it's also a mine, so. <laughs> <laughs> not out here. Oh, it's that way. Oh, it's Mine's over there. That way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can see it from space. The pictures are cool.
3: <laughs> but I mean, to your point, so I I'm thinking definitely, you know, that was the reason kind of like why I wanted to come back, especially, you know, driving cross country i was like yeah i'm going back to skiing i'm going back to what i know and after being here for a while or i guess a year now it's i'm not really like i still love that stuff but what i think is most cool and i'm speaking mostly to like salt lake city because i don't really venture outside of downtown and what i think is like the coolest thing about downtown or just like the metro area is if you're like strange or like weird or like on the outside at all of, like, the typical, like, Utah norm, like, if you're, like, queer or anything like that, and you live in Utah, you live in Salt Lake City. So, if you live in Salt Lake City, you meet unbelievable people, the coolest people, and, like, everyone's kind of got this amazing counterculture. And They're like a family. Yeah. It's a huge counterculture to, like, typical, like, Mormonism Utah that we all, like, have just been...
1: It's We're, the new yeah. Utah.
3: It's the new Utah, right? It's right That's there. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, there's just, like, so many great niche scenes. Like, there's a great metal scene. There's a great techno scene in Salt Lake. Like, there's so many, like, good...
1: They have lots of raves here. Yeah, like, my do. daughter really got heavy into the rave scene for a while. So, in fact, she'd that. travel. <laughs> he used to run raves.
3: Nice. Why'd, why'd you leave the game? i got old. old. <laughs> got old.
0: Remember what I told you about, like, partying on Friday and not being mm, yeah, ready by Tuesday? Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Like <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Utah is like, it's as much as I hate it and as much as I love it, like, you know, you hate to love it, love to hate it kind of thing. And it's always got this like really amazing place in my brain in my heart. So it's like, you chose it'll to always, come always back. be hot. Or, yeah. It kind of
1: feels like home. There's something it'll, about it. that It'll always be home for sure. Yeah. That just like the community, even the, even the, the regular old Mormon community, you know, if you're avoiding the, the crazies, they are, they're just friendly. It's just yeah. a friendly place to live. It's exactly. an easy place to live. It's so easy. So,
0: well, thanks so much for joining us. This has been a, this has been really nice to talk about all this stuff.
3: Yeah. I appreciate you guys having me on. It's thanks fun. so much. This is probably the coolest opportunity I've ever had.
0: It's pretty exciting. Cheers. Thanks. Well, that's going to be a wrap for this week. Yeah. Um, thanks again to our guest, uh, Stephen. Stephen. Uh, we appreciate yeah. Spending some time with us. Um,
1: hey, what is this mix that we've been listening to? I like it. It's like know. old and reminds me of my parents. Some Fleetwood
0: Macs. <laughs> mix old reminds half. of your parents. Mm-hmm. That would be why. It's like Fleetwood Mac and yeah. shit. Um, if you like what you heard or don't, I don't give a fuck. Just share the episode. That's what helps us the most. Probably don't need the extra F word in there, but... Just it is for emphasis. Effer. Uh yeah. I don't get an I don't give an F.
1: That that could be the name of the podcast. Mother
0: effers. No. I i'm I think we're sticking with Wild Potatoes. Wild Potatoes. Wild
1: eff and potatoes. Well, I wrote
0: it down. I'm so. a potato. Um yeah, anyway, uh so um share the episode. That's what helps us the most. Um follow us out on social media at TNU Podcast. Um lots of good stuff there. Uh now that we have people that actually give a shit and pay attention. Um Instead of the three of us, meaning Julia, our Instagram is pretty active. Yeah. Um, you do most of our Twitters, right? Most of the Twitters, I try, yeah. Our Facebook, we all see it. Um, I don't think we really post much other than myself for the episodes, because there's not a lot of engagement on Facebook, if I'm being honest, so we just, it's there. But you can go follow us at TNU Podcast. What I really recommend, though, is going out to our website, thenewutah.com. There's lots of cool stuff there.
1: Except for not last week's blog, because I hate I haven't written it yet, sorry. Well, it might be there by the time they listen to this.
0: Um, Maybe. It should be. The, the blogs... Uh, if I write it. <laughs> some of them are timely, some of them are not, Bree. Uh, I'm sorry,
1: I usually write mine same day, and usually have it the next day, and the true. only reason it doesn't go up is because you don't post it, but I was I was done last I'm, week. i have been man. I've been busy this week. Well, it week. just
2: spreads them out so that we're not posting everything on the same day. No, I, I publish them on different days, which anyway, is good, which so. is good.
1: Yeah, but but I usually have mine right ready, and I... Did, I so <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) all
0: right. Regardless of that, there are tons of other blog articles for you to go check out. Literally hundreds. (laughs) Yeah, I mean 269. No, 267. No, because there's even more. There's probably, I would guess there's probably at least a hundred other posts that are Double. More specific to nice. things like, you know, the one things that our guests choose, or like the the infamous Uton's, the historic, historically significant places. Which, by the way, that's next week's episode, two hundred and seventy. Yep. Uh, we'll be talking about. Um, this is, uh, this is the place. This is the place. Uh, which we is,
1: decided since it's near Pioneer Day we'd do 24th that. appropriate yeah. for
0: the 24th. So uh we'll be we'll be doing that. Uh, oh that does remind me the 24th is coming up. Um so um Don't do fireworks assholes. Yeah. Just cuz you skipped on the 4th doesn't mean do them 3 weeks later. It's still fucking dry as hell. We're still in a massive drought. We still don't want to light fires. So this weekend, uh if you're listening to this on time, don't fucking light off fireworks. Just don't. Go see whatever dumbass show the cities are showing, because they'll actually do it. It's on Saturday, so they'll <laughs> actually have the fireworks displays on the day this time. <laughs> um, anyway, enjoy yourself. You guys have a, uh, have a good week.
1: Mother effers.